Welcome to Showcase Chicago Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Reyes, a Chicagoland realtor with ARE Partners. And in this podcast, we explore all things Chicago, real estate, and life as we engage in authentic conversations about some of the most significant decisions we make. And in today's episode, we have my friend, past client, three times over that she just reminded me of, um, first official hire of Showcase Chicago Incorporated, and all around just cheerleader supporter of all things Michael and my business and life. Hello, my name is Ileana, and I actually born and raised in Chicago. Um, I kind of have had a variety of different conversations with Michael just like about like real estate goals and dreams. Um, he's helped me in the purchase of two properties now, um, helped me with a rental property in the past, and the goal and vision is to be able to purchase pro- property in Puerto Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico is really important to me. I spent my summers there as a child um, with my grandparents. So um, it's definitely a piece of me that I feel like is kind of missing. And so um, I would love to be able to have that, um, explore that process and and journey with with Michael. We worked together three times. Mm -hmm. So I started in real estate in 2013 and my first year was just in leasing. Mm -hmm. And she's been a client since then. Mm -hmm. I helped her at that time find a rental in Evanston and uh, but actually we should back up and say how did we meet yeah so I think I met you but I didn't know it was you because you were dressed as Santa Claus (laughs) oh we're gonna talk about that right now (laughs) so I met um we're gonna just give a shout out to Carol Miller who's also a past client and friend um but she started doing free hugs in downtown Chicago Mm -hmm. in 2008 I believe or 2007 I got into the free hugs in 2008 and I was dressed as Santa during Christmas I always say when I was dressed as Santa I was the the Santa with the best eyebrows I mean clearly Um, so you came to the hug yeah I came to the holiday hugs um, that year and I swear there are pictures buried in my social media with you but I did not know that it was you when I, so Carol's our, our mutual friends and I had been talking to Carol about, um, you know, looking for a rental property and she connected me to you, but I didn't make that connection that it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she probably reminded and she's like, you know, Michael. And I'm like, do I though? Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. And then, um, she was like, yeah, holiday hugs, Santa. And I'm just like, Oh <laughs> yeah, that's Carol. Thank you for the yeah, referral. Um, referrals are greatly appreciated yes, in my business. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you trusted me early on in my business and my career, and you're such a supporter of all things me and my business. So thank yeah. you. And then we ultimately started working together for your well. Actually, this is a really great story, and I will I will kind of set this conversation up. <laughs> what I remember about us working together on the buy side of the tra- her first purchase versus her first rental, mm-hmm. which must have been five years later, because uh, uh, yes, maybe I at the time was doing not a great job of staying in touch. Um, and so she actually started working with a different real estate broker at that time. And when you had reached out to me, you were ultimately expressing your, uh, displeased with this broker and some of the things that they were kind of trying to force you into making a purchase and something you didn't really want. And I remember specifically telling you, and this is, I don't know why this is a common theme with other people (laughs) or somebody else, but I remember you specifically saying, I'm happy to work with you, right? Mm-hmm. That's, again, back to integrity. Yeah. 
before I take you on as a client, before we build this relationship in this working relationship together, mm -hmm. you have to talk to that broker mm -hmm. and you have to let them know what is it you're not happy about. Yep. And if there's a way for you to resolve it before you let them go or break up with them and come working with me mm -hmm. again about integrity. I'm never going to try and poach another cl broker's clients yep. and you had to really work with this broker for a few a months. Yeah. Saw many homes together yep. and, um, and so, God, we have so many stories to share about yeah. the lending part of this too. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna get into that. Woo. This is gonna be like a long episode, but let's let's, let's keep it sure. to So, yeah. so um, essentially, what ended up happening was that I started to notice that the types of properties that I was being recommended by that broker were less and less of what I had envisioned and what I had shared that I wanted. And then there was one, and I think it was, it was around a holiday weekend. I want to say it was either Memorial day weekend or labor day weekend. Cause it was like that three day weekend situation. And we saw a home in displays that I absolutely fell in love with. And I left there and I said, whatever needs to happen, like let's, let's move forward. And when was, I, when I get that kind of response, I'm running up an offer within an hour. FYI. <laughs> so her response was actually discouraging. And she immediately was like, well, you know, it's at the top of your budget. There's a lot of interest. It's probably going to go for over asking. So, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, but it doesn't hurt to try, right? Throw like, your head in the ring. Let's see what I mean, happens. Especially at the time there were multiple offers, so yeah. And at that time, I didn't know things that I learned from you in terms of like strategies with, in terms of like, you know, can we get a clear to close a little bit sooner? Or does my lending package look different and slightly more attractive for the, you know, sellers versus maybe some of the other offers that are coming in and mm -hmm. just kind of these different types of strategies that I learned later on. There are so many uh, facets <laughs> of negotiating that people don't realize. I left and I kind of left it with her that, you know, I want to move forward offer, with yeah. this. And that was early afternoon. It was evening time and I'm texting her like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm looking into it. I'll, I'll get in contact with the, with the listing, listing broker. broker. Nine o'clock at night, I hadn't heard back from her at all. And so then nothing. The next morning, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I haven't heard anything. Do you do I have to sign anything? Like, I don't I don't know. I haven't seen anything come through. If you emailed me something, I didn't get it. Just trying to check in. And um, she replied maybe an hour later and basically said, oh, they received multiple offers and they're like moving forward with one of them. So I didn't even have a chance to try or to even have that experience really. I mean, I think nonetheless, it would have been a learning experience to know what it is to make an right, offer. Right up an offer, yeah. Know that, that process. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because one of the things I always tell my buyers or, or my sellers when I'm working with someone, like every every inch closer, mm -hmm. whether it's lear you're learning something, yeah. the more and more, even if you lose a deal, yeah. we have that much more clarity in what you are going to purchase. Mm -hmm. So it's never a waste of time. It's all moving you in the right direction. So definitely writing up the offer would have been a smart move. So after that happened and she replied to me that way and she was just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry you know, we'll keep looking. I was like, wait a minute. Like you didn't even try. I, and I felt like, what did I do wrong? Did I, what should I have been more persistent? 
do I write up the offer? Like it just felt really disconnected. And then I want to say, and remind, remind me yeah. if I'm wrong, but I feel like she then showed you another home that really was nowhere mm-hmm. near the right type of property and was trying to force you to make an offer on it. Yeah. Okay. So that happened kind of, that happened twice, two oh. different properties. I remember what they both look like and I remember general vicinities of where they are. One of them did not have a backyard. And I said that that was really important to me because I wanted to get a dog. Mm. So I was like, this does not have a backyard. It's kind of inching towards the top of my budget and needs a lot of work. So definitely, whereas the one that I fell in love with was completely updated, gorgeous backyard and at the top of my budget. So I'm just kind of like, I think I understand how this works enough to know that this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Ultimately, at that point, though, I felt like there was a disconnect. And I think I basically, so I'll take a step back. I was sharing my experience with Carol and Carol was like, you know, Michael does real estate. And I was like, yeah, the Michael that, the Michael yeah. I didn't know that it was, I was doing sales. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, oh, and I was like, I remember. So taking a step back to the Evanston property, once we walked through it, saw it and we're like, okay, yeah, we want to move forward with this. You literally pulled your laptop. You had an orange laptop. Oh, I did have an orange laptop. I <laughs> love that laptop. It was a tablet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> on the hood of the car to do the thing. Oh my God. I, I remember doing that often because I like, I can work from anywhere actually. I was just telling you on, on Instagram how I, I'm a fully remote broker. I work wherever I am. And so even early on, I pulled up my laptop. Oh my God, that's so funny. So that's the energy I needed for that house that I fell in love with and it didn't happen. So when I shared that with Carol and she mentioned you, I was like, I remembered that. And I was thinking, that I need to, I need to, I need to work with him again. Yeah. Um, and I remember I called you, we had a conversation and you said, you know, I need to break, break up, up with her <laughs> before I agree to take you on this client. Um, and I, and you had, did, you told I her. did. Yeah, I did. I initially had asked for some time from, I took a break from looking at things and then she circled back to check in with me. And that was in the time where I was just kind of thinking, is this really the thing that I want to do right now. I just was questioning everything. Um, and then after having the conversation with you, I, I realized I could learn more. There's more for me to know about this process in general. And so I don't want to sell myself short from that experience and feel like I'm going to stop the search because I'm not getting what I need. Mm -hmm. So, well, and any first time home buyer, it's all about giving them the information and coaching them and Mm -hmm. giving them the details to make an informed decision and feel confident in that decision. And, um, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you chose to work with me and that you ultimately broke up with her. And uh, here we are 10 years later working together again. But one thing I will say about when we started working together, uh, you were initially thinking you wanted a multifamily or a single family. family. Mm-hmm. Condos were nowhere on her radar. No. But you were a first-time homebuyer, mm-hmm. and we saw quite a few properties. We did. So I'm, I want to take a step back and share also that you did something for me that the other, that I did, I had, I'm not to compare, but, you know, I remember once I gave, I circled back and said, you know, we're good to work together. I broke up with the other um, broker and shared basically that I felt like I needed more handholding. Um, you came over with a copy of a contract and you walked me through everything. I had not even seen a contract. Ooh, I love that. So, <laughs> I was so like, many oh, brokers this don't. is already different. Yeah. Um, 
and, and you allowed me, you let me ask any questions. You walked me through how you were going to kind of like set the MLS up for me. Um, and like the way that I can engage with the MLS and indicate to you what are things that I really want to see, that kind of thing. So it was just complete different experience. Um, and then in terms of the types of property I was looking at, yes, I was very ambitious. Um, I definitely wanted to do um, a building. Mom, uh, a single family or multifamily? Yes. Um, and, I, and at the time, though, too, like the price point wasn't yeah. supportive of that, yeah. right? And so you were younger at yeah. the time and a first-time home buyer, mm-hmm. probably taking on more than you can handle or yep. chew at the time. And uh, we had looked for a couple months, I want to say. Yeah. We saw a ton of properties. And um, I do remember specifically saying, well, let's have a conversation. <laughs> yes. I need to talk to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I prepared it. I At this point, I had built enough rapport with you yep. and, and your family because they were part of the transaction yeah. as well. Her uncle and her mom came to some of the showings. Yeah. I remember that yes. very well. Yes, yes, yes. And, yes. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I said, okay, let's have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. I know that this isn't on your radar, but... We can get something at a, at a lower price point mm-hmm. that's affordable, and it gets your feet wet into into purchasing a home, yeah. being an investor, being a buyer, yep. and knowing what it means to be a homeowner. Right? You, I think. So after we saw a couple of properties, you kind of pulled me aside. We were outside of a of, of a building or something, a place that we just seen, and you're like, "So I want to let's let's look at some condos," and I'm like. Why? And I remember when we first started talking, you were like, no, we're not talking about it. No. But like, it had to be talked about. We had looked at so many properties. Yeah. Totally different. And um, I remember when I was walking up to the property, you were on the balcony because the property has a balcony. And you (laughs) uh, were out there, you're like, I think this is it. Oh, did I say that? Well, that's the good thing about when you work with a buyer for or a, sorry, a buyer for so long, you know what they like. You really, and I have an, an act for that for yeah. sure to be like, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. So I said that. Yeah. Okay, it's important to have a really good team. I'm going to say that. Um, I felt like I had a really solid team after I broke up with the broker and after I broke up with the lender because that's an, also another that's another story. We definitely have to bring, actually that's something we should definitely talk about in this in this uh, episode because yeah. I think that's an important uh, tidbit about that process. Uh, so you had a really good attorney that you work with. I had a really felt. good attorney um, and he I've, I've known him for a couple of years um, but not in this capacity slightly different capacity um, and he was a little bit um straight to the point, very like, you know, not going to BS and, um, was like, listen, you need to be confident and know what is your number. And if they don't give it to you, are you willing to walk away? And I was like, no, I don't want to walk away. You know, glad that we ultimately got that other contract for you. And the one thing about the lend that we'll get into is mm-hmm. she was working with a mortgage company, a broker who had, uh, ultimately offered her um, a loan option mm-hmm. and remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. uh, but you had started shopping around for a better deal mm-hmm. and when the difference of, I think it was 13 or $15 a month was the difference. Oh my God. Great memory. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. It was a, a difference of 13 or $15 a month and um, compared to the other option you had found. Yeah. And you called that lender. I remember you calling me so mad and oh. so upset and so emotional about this situation yeah. because he was like, well, it's only 13 or $15 a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that much times 
12 times 30, that's mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. right? And if he's not paying it, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about from your experience, what was that experience like? Um, when I communicate, so I, I started shopping around and I did another process with a different lender and their numbers came back way better, a, ba- a way better deal. I went back to the original lender that I had been working with and the response, I, I just couldn't believe. I mean, I just truly, it was really, really horrible customer service and it's even more confirmed that that that's not who I should be working with, right? Um, they did not make me feel comfortable or confident that I was moving, that moving forward with them was going to be the best thing for me. <laughs> well, because, you know, I'm over here getting spam emails from the CEO of the company talking about, oh, like our company's awesome. This is what our team does. This, this, and that. I honestly, he like, said something like that. It's like, but we're, we're this company. You want to work with us. Exactly. And he was the VP. Which I was like, shame on you because even more of a reason that you should know better. At the end of the day, I do not care if it's a dollar difference. That is not your business. You to tell me to choose to work with you for thirty or fifteen dollars more a month, yeah. like that's like what are you're not? How are you serving me? Telling me that that doesn't do anything for the changing the loan situation for trying to help me get to where I need to be to close that gap. You're not that from that is not helping me at all. No, like, no. so at that end, point, I was like done walked away from them as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we changed her realtor and we changed her, her by her lender as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but I'm glad, I mean, obviously I'm happy that you ended up getting the loan option. Yeah. You got the time and mm-hmm. here we are. She still has that property yes, by I the do. way. Yeah. And, um, it is now an investment property for her. Mm-hmm. And so you are officially an investor mm-hmm. and you have an investment property. So yeah. congrats to that. Um, but we, we were talking and you were considering making a new purchase and mm-hmm. buying a single family home mm-hmm. this time around. Officially, finally, right? Making that dream come true. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to share about that process and that experience? Um, so I think that it was a new experience, despite the fact that I had been, I had already been a, a buyer in the past. I think multiple factors came into play. Um, and it's interesting because um, I also had a interesting ride with my lender for this house. <laughs> Uh, we won't say names about that either. No. We'll get into that too. Uh, <laughs> so needless to say that there, in this process, there is always something to learn. And, and I'm going to go back to what I said before, having a really strong team that is going to be dedicated to ultimately positioning you to make the best decision. The most informed decision is so important in this process. Um, so Part of so so we started looking in August. We will give actually a shout out to the lender too. Um, it was Linda oh, yeah. Scott with Wintrust, mm-hmm. who she ultimately got the loan from, and Linda was fired. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Let's just say what it is, right? Yeah, we were under contract for this single family home, and um, she, uh, her, and her partner were considering a different financing option. Yes, and this. Um, I don't want to say it because it's a big name. We're not going to say who they were, but uh, your partner had encouraged you to get a loan through a different avenue. Yes. And they were overpromising and oh, yeah. fully committed to making this happen for you. And we fired Linda Scott with Wintrust Mortgage, who was on my most recent episode of the podcast. <laughs> so feel free to re- listen to that. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, they fired her and she was fine, right? Like this is part yeah. of the job and yeah. she accepted it and we moved on. And then once we were kind of further along with this current lender that you were working with, mm-hmm. they reached out and said they couldn't approve the loan. Yeah. Because of some issues. Yeah. So ultimately they got denied the loan. And um, tell us about that experience. So I think, that, again, it, it's like truly having capable, dedicated, thorough people on your team makes all of the difference. So and we that had was, lost days. Yeah. So that was days. a huge difference, mm-hmm. I think, for me. Linda called me, emailed me. You know, she was on it. Um, and the difference with the new lender was that there was very little communication. Immediately, I could tell what, working with the other lender, it was really challenging. It was a lot of us being proactive and trying to, not even proactive, being proactive is different. This is us going after this other lender to get very simple answers and status updates and um, simple things like, can you confirm in writing that we have locked in the rate that you had guaranteed us? Because that was the thing that was what had us go to this new lender. Yes, yes. The rate was like truly unbelievable because ultimately it was. Um, and ultimately couldn't even and happen. We couldn't, yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> so it wasn't even... Um, and I'll be honest. Also, I want to give credit to Linda because Linda worked with us to the very, very end to try and see what could be done to get us as close to what they were promising us as possible. Um, and ultimately, it was it was like a unicorn at the time. That was not a rate that was really found anywhere. Um, so, you know, we kind of were just like, we're going to continue to pursue this. Thank you for all of your help. And, and then, then probably, yeah. And then probably, I want to say five to seven days later. Well, yeah. And now, so we had to, we had lost so much time. Yeah. And so Linda had to work really quickly yeah. to push oh the appraisal, goodness. to yeah. rush the appraisal, to rush the numbers, rush the underwriters to ultimately honor our deadlines. Yes. And she yes. made it happen. I want to say it was like 12 days or something or 10 days. She made it happen really quickly. I wish I remember the exact amount of time. One thing I I love about this particular property that she purchased this time around, it was an estate sale, Mm -hmm. um, right? The family was selling it because the the elderly person uh, was no longer living in the home and uh, it needed some updates, some Mm -hmm. cosmetic updates. Um, And so I actually love that it needed some updates. Mm -hmm. I think that what you've been doing to the home has been really fun and creative and uh, you've currently done two bathrooms. Uh, What else have you done? Floors, floors. Uh, Taking down a wall. Yeah, we took down a wall. Um, updated light fixtures. Added. I'm looking around. Added a right ton now. of pocket yeah. lighting in the in the bath in the. Lighting. Sorry, it recessed lighting in the living room. Yep. Um, looking around to see, we replaced a door. Um, added all window treatments. There was there weren't any mm-hmm. in. Um, and right now I'm really excited about working on the yard. Yes. Um, we're just before school. We're in spring now officially. And so getting into the, getting your hands dirty in the the mud and yeah, yeah, Yeah. making it your own and it's, and they're still going to do a kitchen renovation. You know, one thing I always tell clients when they buy a home that needs work, don't do it all in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, take your time, grow into the home. Not everything has to be done right away. Right. You know, budgets and, Mm -hmm. you know, honor that shop around, uh, obviously meeting with contractors and floor people. And I mean, at this point, how many people have you met with? A lot. Yeah. I've actually gone with her to (laughs) the cabinet stores and helping her shop around for that. So even like the 
innovation process. Again, back to being a realtor for life. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just you were helping with the mulch yesterday. I mean, so. yeah, just yesterday I was helping her pick up mulch from Lowell's. Um, now, this is not for every client. Just, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. If you need me to help with mulch, maybe I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think it's fun seeing you shop around and being a part of these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I work with a lot of investors who do flip jobs, but, you know, giving my expertise and experience yeah. and what's going to add the most value while you are doing that work is really important uh, because, you know, this is not their forever home either, right? Yeah. So I think the plan was either, you know, five, seven, ten years, whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. but knowing that what you do it now will ultimately be sold. Mm-hmm. And so always think with that and reach out to me when you're kind of weighing those options. Yeah. So I'm really honored to be a part of that process. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And also just leaning on your network, right? So I didn't necessarily know where to start and you helped me with that. I think you sent me kind of a, a, spreadsheet, a, a spreadsheet, my vendor with, spreadsheet. Yeah. So that was really, really helpful also. So I, yeah, it goes back to your realtor for life kind of thing, because yes, the transaction happened, you know, we closed and there's still a whole brand new process that we're going through with renovating this property. Um, and we had to start and it started with just kind of having that conversation, even getting some of your um, input and suggestions on what kinds of updates make the most sense for resale value. Absolutely. I think that that's another conversation we could have also. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have so many branches I off know. this one. I love it. <laughs> um, it's been an incredible journey. I will say also, I did not think that I would be positioned to just kind of going back to, to starting to look for a home in August. Okay. Um, and I think the reason why it happened so quickly was a variety of things. Um, we were in a position to be able to purchase in terms of, you know, financially. Um, two, we were pretty clear on more or less what we were looking for. But three, I just felt really supported and confident that we would make it happen. We were not in any rush. It just kind of, that's the way that it happened. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was really, really um significant. And I think a good share that would, if you don't mind sharing, yeah. but... Um, we ultimately are buying in this period where the interest rates are, you know, almost seven and what have you. And so everyone is doom and gloom and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the media is saying it's a terrible market. It's crashing. First off, it's not crashing here in Chicago In the Chicago local areas. It's not happening. We have a very strong market. Um, so what made you decide or what made it okay for you to know that you would have to pay a little bit more on your interest rate? And like, what were your concerns about that? And what ultimately was the resolution for you to say, this is the time regardless of interest rates? Mm -hmm. So that's a great question because that's, that was another pocket of learning and, and brand new, um, part, a brand new part of this process, specifically when it came to lending options. Um, so I think, um, the first thing was just kind of knowing realistically, like what can our, what can we afford? Um, and what does that really mean? Um, then it was just kind of looking at the quality of life that we wanted. Um, I know personally just that it's been nicer outside. I get outside as much as I can. And that just, I just feel good when I'm outside, especially after long months of winter. So I needed a yard. You needed space. green. I needed I mean, green. We're sitting needed, right here from yeah. the windows. Um, and, and that was really important to me. And I also knew that it might take some time. I wasn't deterred by the market necessarily because, you know, there are always ways to make things happen in truly. And I've said this a bunch of times already, and I'm going to say it again. 
the team that you have and the support systems in place are meant to guide you through this decision process. Mm-hmm. And so I felt confident that regardless of how long it was going to take, it was ultimately going to happen. Or how much happen. it was going to be in terms yeah. of interest rates. Yeah. As long as you're within budget, right? Yeah. And, and it made sense. Absolutely. It, it's still a good time to buy, mm-hmm. you know, and there's still an inventory issue, yeah. right? And, and we, you know, properties are still having multiple offer situations, yeah. even with the interest rates uh, being what they are. And they are, again, there's a lot of economists talking. They are anticipated going down. They're mm-hmm. probably never again. I've been saying this a lot. It's yeah. probably never again going to be three or two percent. I mean, that was just, that's not realistic and not average, right? What we're having now between the five, seven, six, and seven interest rates, that's average. Yeah. That's more of a normal market, yeah. right? So the, the market's now correcting itself. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more of an, a normal market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you trusted the process, the numbers worked for you, and yeah. you felt comfortable mm-hmm. making a purchase yeah. when the rest of the world was saying it's not a good time to buy. <laughs> yeah. So, what I will say that was different and new about this process was learning the different lending options that we had, and that was um, working really closely with Linda and just kind of keeping track of what the market was doing, what options we had, and ultimately understanding what what was going to work best for us given what was true. And um, as you mentioned, like this is not necessarily our forever home. So knowing that we weren't going to be in this property for very long, we could look at options like an arm option. So glad you said it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and for those that don't know, uh, go ahead. Do you explain an arm? Do you, how do you remember what arm stands for? Adjustable rate, (laughs) adjustable rate mortgage. Mortgage. And so you could do, uh, there are different types of arm Mm -hmm. mortgages or um, adjustable rate mortgages, but ultimately they are seven or 10 year arms. And so what happens if for that, say it's a seven year arm, the rate is fixed for seven years Mm -hmm. and then it's variable thereafter. Yes. Right. So at the time, knowing that you were not going to be here for 30 years, why would you try and lock in a rate that is more expensive for a 30 year fix when you can get an arm and get a lower rate? Mm -hmm. And ultimately that is what you took advantage of. And that's what an arm is. Yes. And also knowing in the back of our minds that we could always um, refinance when the market did kind of level out a little bit and come down. So, and, and I assure you that Linda will call you when there's oh, a good absolutely, time. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, and I look forward to that day. Um, so I think that that was uh, something that I didn't know about before. And she explained and she walked through all of the different options. Like if you were, if we were to decide, entertain a 30 year, here's what the rate would be. Here's what our monthly, um, payment would look like. And just, and so it was really easy for me to kind of do a side by side comparison and really think about, okay, what makes the most sense for us right now? Um, and we felt really comfortable knowing that we're going to have a lower interest rate, even though it was only Locked for, for seven years. a shorter or 10 years. Time. I'm not sure yeah, which one you think, got, but I, I want to say we got the seven. I think you got the seven too. Yeah. So, so happy that this worked out. I love this house. I will be spending lots of time in the backyard here. <laughs> yep. You're going to get tired of seeing me, but it's also because we're, we are friends yeah. and um, she is a huge supporter of mine mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate you so much. Um, thank you for being a friend, of a employee of, of my business, oh my a supporter. And um, yeah, thank you for agreeing to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And more episodes to come. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Showcase Chicago Podcast. If I could support you with your real estate needs, You can search Showcase Chicago or Michael Reyes on all social media sites or go to www.showcase-chicago.com. Until next time, continue to live your best life. I'm Michael Reyes with ARE Partners. Thanks for listening.